Hello, this is Tim Hanai, Master of Wine. Master of Wine, man. Master what a, of what wine. a title that evokes. I mean, do you ever just find yourself running to the mountaintop and saying, you know, I have the power, you know, kneel before me, others who are not no. as master... Okay. Shut up. All right. So, I'm reading from a script, but I'll embellish as I go along to make it seem like that I'm not reading from a script. Today's episode features the beloved man of music, Craig Bond. He's a nationally renowned choir director who has been keeping St. Helena singing for more than 40 years. Judd was his student all through his youth, and I know you'll enjoy hearing these two chat, discuss, and reminisce. Now, this is a little ambiguous, by the way, the way that this was written. His and his. Well, that... Yeah, the was pronouns. his students through yeah. his youth. Well, I didn't say I was a good student, and right. he wasn't well, my English teacher. But but was it, it Craig it was, Bond's youth or your youth? It, I, or both were, you were both youth? Well, he was youthful, but I but was the actual you kid. You were the, the youth. The okay. kid from about youth. fourth grade through youth. 12th grade. Do you remember grade. that? Uh, uh, my from, cousin Vinny. Yeah. yeah Fred Gwynn, uh, the great uh, Oh, Monster. my gosh. Yeah. All right. Before we get to <laughs> it, I'd like to invite you to visit Judd's family winery, Judd's Hill. And by the way, we never talked about Art and Bunny sending me the kindest note in 1992 after going to one of my crazy wine and food things. What did they say? They said, love what you're doing. We think this is so cool. It was just the most heartwarming note I've ever gotten in my life. Thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate hearing that. They're big fans of yours. They, They had been and... In fact, my mother said to say hi to you when she was on the show. Isn't that wonderful? Say hi back and give her a big hug. I okay. Will. Judd's Hill is on the south end of the Silverado Trail here in the Napa Valley, across from the great strawberry stand where we get the best, most amazing strawberries in the world. That, that wasn't on the script. They'll show you a great time with fine wine. I know they will. And they'll let you drink the wines you love with the food you really love to eat. Visiting information can be found at judshill.com. J-U-D-D-S-H-I-L-L.com. At the website, you can find their quirky videos, wine-related poetry, and yes, wine! Exclamation point. Put some in your cart. And as a special perk for being a listener, type in coupon code JNVS, that's Judd's Napa Valley Show, in lowercase letters, and get a 15% off your entire wine order. Now, on my script, they put JNVS in uppercase, but then I've got to tell you, put it in in lowercase, inconsistent with my script. I don't know who writes these things. While online, be sure to have a look at my master website, timhanni.com, T-I-M-H-A-N-N-I.com. That's my master website. There you'll find my masterworks from my mastermind. Informational and humorous master wine articles along with a collection of my masterful wine videos and information on my masterpiece. Yeah. So <laughs> you I'm are glad- a wine master of wine. So I'm I, a I master wanted, of wine. That's I right. wanted to just emphasize that over and over. And we won't take that master into the art of baiting your hook when fishing with Bill Ryan, right? right. Okay. Sure. So we, why you like the wines you like. That's my book. Go to my website. Click on the book. That will take you to Amazon.com, and you can buy a copy of it. And now, enjoy the show. Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. 
you may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Welcome all. It certainly is a thrill for me to be here at KVON 1440 in the luscious Napa Valley with our host, a fine winery proprietor indeed, and a fabulous ukulele player and singer, Shad Fingelstein! Lauren Mole, top of the morning to you. You embarrass me with your praise. Top of the day, Judd. <laughs> top of the day. What's happening, man? Well, I got to go see uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on Sunday at the Lucky Penny uh, Pro Production Arts Center. That's a good one. That's the first time they've done a children's production. That's right. And what'd you think? Absolutely loved it. But it was kind of performed a little bit differently rather than the original uh, 1971 movie. Yeah, absolutely. It was an adaptation, and um, I think they based it a bit on the on the the Tim Burton version with Johnny Depp. Some of the oh, songs right. were from that production, which was interesting because I know all the other ones by heart, you know, from the Gene Wilder. And then they sprung these these uh, new tunes, which are catchy but hard to sing along to. No one, no one really knows them. Does anyone remember the Tim Burton version? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do. It was dark. I it did. was dark and bizarre. Not that the first one wasn't, but this one took it a little further. Mm. Well, so you saw that? I did. Good. Yeah, I actually saw the uh, the Tim Burton version uh, 10 years ago when I went on vacation to Colorado. Ah, good memories. Good memories. And the Gene Wilder one, it's just hard to beat that. That guy was so good. What else? Are you performing? You always have something going on. Well, August 8th, uh, me and everybody's a star chorus will be singing uh, the Star Spangled Banner at the A's game. Oh, great. Wonderful. That's August 8th. Yes. Let's talk about Everybody's a Star once again. Sure. Well, Everybody's a Star is a non nonprofit-based uh, organization based out of Sonoma that helps the special needs individuals like myself showcase our talents in special broadcast quality music videos. And amazing videos they are. Your video, sir, can be seen at everybodystar.org. And I understand that that website runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Is that right? Hey, now. There you go. I stole your line, didn't I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, well, well, good, good. That's exciting. So, folks, get your tickets for August 8th. Go out and see the A's. Go support Lauren Mole singing the national anthem. That's big time, man. Thanks. And surprising to say that KVON is an Oakland A's affiliate. That's true. You could probably listen to it right here on 1440 if you can't make it out to the, uh, to the stadium. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, before we go even further, Jed, yes. I must say on the air that I have, I've been developing a special celebrity crush lately. Uh-oh. Okay. Are you, and you, you want to talk about this here? Absolutely. Okay. Here um, it comes, um, out in the open, a um, Judd's Napa Valley Show exclusive. I'm who, maybe we should out. turn this into a game. Should we light up the phone? Should we let people call in? Let's guess who Lauren Mole has a crush on. No, don't call, please. I don't even know how to answer the phone in this studio. Okay. <laughs> Give it to us. I wish I had a... I need like a... How, a some sound effect or something. Oh, well, go ahead. Uh, it's on the eight, it's at eight o'clock Saturday nights on the Me TV channel 196. Judd, I got a crush on Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Yep. Dun, da, da, dun. I got a crush on Linda Carter now. Oh my gosh, that goes back to when I was a kid. And yeah, everybody back in the 70s, I think, had a crush on her. She was, she was Wonder Woman. I think that's all that needs to be said. So they're running these shows again, and you have discovered the wonder of Wonder Woman? I have. Okay. Gordon Lustig, if you're listening, I think we got to work this into a song about Lauren Mole on the next Judd's Napa Valley show. Listen to it. Well, that's, that's 
That's sweet. That's sweet. I'll, I'll look forward to hearing how this crush develops. And knowing you, you're going to find a way to meet her somehow. You seem to have these encounters with celebrities. and I do. Yeah. Well, let me know how that goes. Sure. So, uh, so what's been going on with you, Jen? Anything new over at the winery? Well, we have a couple things coming up I'll talk about quickly. Uh, Yucapalooza, our fun one-night mini ukulele festival, is coming up at Oxbow Market. That's Friday, July 31st from 6 to 9 p.m. It's free to attend. My band, the Mike High Gents, will be anchoring the night. But everybody and anybody who has a ukulele or just wants to hear some music, come on out, bring your ukulele, take the stage for a couple tunes. It's tons of fun. All of the Oxbow merchants, or many of them anyway, are going to do island-style specials for the evening. So even if you say, oh, the Oxbow, I was just there. Well, come again, because it's going to be the different Oxbow. There'll be specials just for that night. As I said, it's free to attend, and it's a benefit for the Voices Youth Program here in Napa. How is it a benefit if it's free? Well, they're going to have a raffle with some great prizes, and I encourage folks to pick up some tickets. The next night, Mike Gents, my band that plays Hawaiian music, will be playing again at the Judd's Hill Lobster Luau Wine Fest, Open to the public. All this information can be found at judshill.com. Click on events, and there you have it. I've plugged enough. We've got a big show to get to. I'm excited about this. Would you please, Lauren Mole, Wonder Woman's newest fan, <laughs> give our guest an introduction? It would be an honor, Judd. A teacher of whom all are fond has taken his singers abroad across the pond. He's led many a choir... His reputation's on fire. Let's welcome today, Craig Bond. Craig Bond. My goodness, how are you, sir? I'm just great, thank you. And thank you for having me down this morning. It's wonderful. We should just say that I've known you. I think I started singing in your choir in fourth grade in St. Helena. You are, in case folks don't know, the legendary, iconic Mr. Music, the choir director of St. Helena. Seems like forever. And ever, certainly as long as I've uh, been in St. Helena. It's been since 1973. And and actually, Judd, I remember you uh, joining my music class in the third grade. No right, kidding. Right, taught classroom music, and then in fourth grade, you joined the uh, my chorus. The chorus, and, and I, I stuck had you with for it. nine straight years. Every year, every I year. sang through it jazz was, choir. It was wonderful. Hey, well, thank you. It was for me for sure, and we'll, we'll get into that. But I'm going to say something because it's been that must have been what 1980, 81 or something that I joined your choir for the first time, mm-hmm. sang with you all through that. You certainly trained me in how to sing and how to present oneself while you're singing. My group, which we just mentioned, the Mai Kai Gents, we do the old-time Hawaiian music, we played a show at City Winery on right. Sunday evening. Right. We were on the stage and did a few tunes, and I started looking out in the audience to see who was there and recognize some familiar faces. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was feeling pretty cool about things, as I often do. Because you train me well, I don't get too nervous, you know, just enough to you right. know, push yeah. it to, to get the good effort and make a good show. But usually I'm pretty cool when I'm up on stage. My eyes scanned around, and who's sitting? Just barely where the light can still shine for me to see, and almost in the shadows. But I make out your silhouette, and just like right now, I froze for a second. I felt like, you know, my heart <laughs> oh my God. may have stopped. I went cold, like, oh, my God, it's... Mr. Bond, the guy who taught me how to sing, and he's sitting there, and now he's watching. Yeah. And it was just know, for a moment. It went away, because I know you're a cool dude, and it looked like yeah. you were enjoying yourself, but there was that moment, like, my teacher's here. <laughs> ah, what am I going to do? Actually, I know that feeling. You know, I've had the same thing when I was a student, and my teacher would, would come to one of my performances, but that was so delightful on Sunday night. 
Oh, thanks. And what a great thing to do for the community to have those kids to be able to just hang out, <laughs> you know, run around, have a blast, and, and listen to really good music. And uh, it was fun. And, you know, I, I'd forgotten what a really fine singer you are. It's, oh, wow. It was really great to hear you again. All of you guys. Well, thanks. It was really a fun group. Thanks and, uh, very much. I want to go to the Oxbow for sure. Yeah, I, I hope you will. You guys, actually, uh, one of my one of my daughters works at the Oxbow at the Wine Merchant. I see her so all a, the time. Uh, do you see Melissa? I do. Yeah. And the Wine Merchant. Let's give them a plug. Melissa will be there serving up six dollar glasses of Judd's Hill wine that no night. Kidding. Wine special for the evening. Well, I'll be there. For okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, everyone say hi to Melissa. No, I appreciate you coming out. It was a, it was a fun night, and yeah, uh, seeing night. all the kids running around. It was their first family fun show, and it mm-hmm. created a little chaos up front. But no, I think it was something great. fun for the parents to let the kids. Kind of do their thing while the parents can sit and have a drink, a meal. That's right. Hopefully they'll do, do it more again. Of those. Do it again for sure. Well, let's talk about you. You know, you are well known here in Napa Valley. Well, the choir director, a man of the arts. You're involved in so much. But where do you come from? I'm not sure a lot of people know. You know who the man behind the yeah. the legend is. Where are you? Are you a local guy? You didn't grow up here in Napa I Valley, didn't grow but up you're in, uh, Napa Valley. But I, you know, I started in. Uh, I was born in Mill Valley. Oh, close so by. I haven't really come that far, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> Went through all the schools in Mill Valley, and then uh, we moved to Novato in my eighth grade year, and I went to Novato High School. It's getting it, closer and closer. Yeah, I started moving this way, and it was a brand new school in 1959 is when I started there. Oh. Graduated in 62. And then uh, went, into the, uh, went to College of Marin mm-hmm. after that, studied music there. Is that where you started with music, or did you, did you, did you I, well, come I from a musical music family? As a, as a young boy, in, when I lived in Mill Valley, I actually got involved in, a, in the Episcopal Boys Choir, Episcopal Church Boys Choir. Uh-huh. That was at age 10, and that's when I discovered I had some talent for music and started taking piano at the same time. Uh-huh. So that was really the, the start of my musical uh, life. Was your family, was your home life musical? Uh, my mother. My mother was a cellist. Oh. And, um, I have a couple of uncles that uh, were uh, teachers, music teachers, actually. Okay. So, and, uh, so that, yeah. It so runs in your blood. It does. It runs in our family for sure, especially on uh, my mother's side. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, College of Marin, studied music, uh, met uh, my wife, Carolyn. Um, we didn't get married right then, but I got drafted, went into the Navy. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. You met her in college or you met her? I was met she a musician as well? Were you guys doing she, something together? We met together? in the choir, yeah. She was a super, Oh. Yeah. So she was singing in the choir. You were singing in the choir. And singing soprano. I was in the back row singing tenor, and uh, we met and started dating. And uh, within a year after that, almost a year exactly, I got drafted oh. into the Vietnam situation. So I joined the Navy. I had the opportunity to join the Navy. And mm-hmm. soon after that, about a year into the Navy, my Carolyn and I got married. While you were While I was in, in the, the Navy, yeah. So were you away from her at that time? Or? No, actually, I was stationed mostly in the California. I was oh. stationed at uh, Hunters Point Naval Shipyard at the Treasure Island. I was down in Southern Cal at the um, uh, Naval um, Shipyard down there called Oxnard. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, I got uh, sent back to California, excuse me, to San Francisco. And that's when we got married and Carolyn lived with me on the base for the last year. Oh, that's I was in great. the Navy. So, I mean, that could have been a lot worse, you know. You oh, could have been shipped off away from her. Who yeah, knows what I could mean, have happened. My job, my job with the Navy was to get ships ready to go back out to sea. Mm. I was on a supply team oh, for I that see. whole time. And then uh, after, after the Navy, went back to school, got my degree, 
Um, started teaching at a private school in Marin. Was this a teaching degree, a music degree? I got a, a degree in, in music education mm-hmm. and uh, taught at Marin Academy in San Rafael for the first year of my teaching and then started looking for other jobs and found a job in St. Helena in 1973 and, and that the rest is, I guess you would say, history. You have become Mr. St. Helena. But how did that come about? You said you got a job, but was were they... Were they searching? Did you pop into St. Helena's, knocking on doors? You know, how did, how did you find actually, St. Helena? We were watching the, the papers. I would get uh, newspapers from all the universities in California mm-hmm. stating where jobs were for music teachers. There were a lot in Southern California, but we had no interest in going to Southern Cal. So we were very patient. I was doing some substitute teaching. Carolyn was working. She was a teacher. So we, we had an income. And during the summers, I would drive buses for gray line sightseeing tours to make oh, extra money. Oh, really? Did you have the microphone pointing <laughs> oh, yeah. out all the... Just like right now, you know, except I'd be pointing out all the sites in San Francisco <laughs> and all that. So all between right. her teaching and me working in the summer, we were able to get by for a while. And then I saw an advertisement for a music position in St. Helena. And I'd never been up to St. Helena ever. So I drove up one Sunday afternoon. This is kind of funny. I, I drove by what is now called Vintage Hall. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy pulling weeds. This is at St. Helena High at School. At St. Helena High. Yeah. I pulled in and I said, is this the high school? And he goes, yes, it is. I said, he said, why are you asking? I said, well, I'm going to be applying for a job here on Monday. Yeah. He said, well, what do you teach? And I said, well, I'm a music teacher. He goes, well, why don't you come upstairs and we'll talk about it. And I'm the superintendent. <laughs> and he was pulling the weeds. <laughs> and he was there on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Pulling weeds. That doesn't happen anymore, I'm sure. Oh, man. So we went upstairs, and he actually gave me a very short interview right there. It wasn't the official interview, but mm-hmm. um, he, he said, well, come back, and we'll interview you officially next week. And I think that was really one of the reasons why I was one of the people that got hired there. Because I, co- I made a connection with somebody pulling weeds. That is great. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't see that yeah. these days. But that kind of shows what... Uh, small town and the the pride people take in what goes on in our town and the superintendent noticed weeds yeah and everybody (laughs) that's my school this is st helena town i mean he lived in st helena and when i got hired i noticed that almost all the teachers that i was working with also lived in st helena very local yeah not so much now but it was like that in in the 70s for sure yeah yeah and a, a different space too i mean if you drove by vintage hall in the 70s that was the high school, right? There wasn't a whole lot. Just prior to that, um, probably five years prior to that, they were meeting, having classrooms in Vintage Hall. Mm-hmm. But then the new school behind that was was built, and they were putting in the pool and the gym and all that. So right. there was a lot of construction going on, like there is right now, actually. At yeah, Saint major, Lehigh. major. Yeah. So you got hired, 19, did you say 73? Yeah, 73, right. And was that for choir directing or just music in general? Yeah, I was hired as the um, general music teacher at the elementary school. Mm-hmm. I taught classroom music from kindergarten through fifth grade for the first three or four years. And then I was doing the choir at the elementary. I was doing the choir at the middle school called Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And the choir at St. Lena High School. You say the, meaning there was well, just there was one, only one, at each. one and in each. As the years went on and the program started to grow... We expanded that to two choirs at the high school, two choirs at the middle school, and I continued doing the choir at the uh, elementary. So someone like you would join choir in the fourth grade, and I'd have you until you were a senior in high school. Right, which you did. You did yeah. have me from fourth grade which to senior. Which was awesome, yeah. But there were many, you know, by the time I got there, there were 
many different ways I could sing with you. It wasn't just a choir at each school. Right. There's, well, the elementary school had its own choir. I think at that time, RLS, the middle school, just had one choir. But I think that even changed. Didn't, that, didn't you have a couple of different singing groups? Yeah, what there? happened at the middle school is um, we had 6th, 7th, and 8th graders all in the same group. Mm-hmm. But the choir started growing in numbers. And so we just ran out of space. So what we did is we took the 6th grade kids, put them in their own choir, which was more like a beginning choir. And then we had the 7th and 8th graders combined into another group and then eventually we added a little vocal jazz group as the years went on so at the middle school at the middle school but that was during lunchtime and all that we would have the jazz group my mind has already boggled at all (laughs) of the work you do because we haven't gotten to the high school yet where you had i think there was like the high school Mm -hmm. choir the concert choir right then of course the jazz choir which is we're going yeah. to talk about famous, but then you did a combined choir at like six thirty in the morning of the jazz and the concert. No, that's not people. really the way it worked. I, no, no. What I my memory's foggy then. Yeah, well, you're getting older. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Um, I remember having to get up really early at least one day. That's a week true. Or something. We had before school choir. It's yeah, called zero period. Yeah, and uh, but when I started there in '73, there was a choir of about six young girls, and by the way, they were very good. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed when I started teaching the quality of their singing. But we went from there to expanding. I asked every girl to go out and recruit one boy, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that helped. <laughs> you know, and, we, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew, and we had more and more numbers. So we had what was called the concert choir. Right. And we would meet at a regular period. Mm-hmm. But then I had some kids try to convince me we needed a, a special group like a chamber choir or a madrigal choir or possibly a jazz choir. So I said, let's try a jazz choir. Yeah, so I think fun. it was 79 or 80, somewhere around there, we, st- we started a little vocal jazz group. And then that met at a different period. So we had the big choir move to zero period, which was before school. And then the jazz choir would meet at the end of the school day during sixth period. And then that grew too. So, I mean, the program just kept mushrooming over the years. And then you did stuff with the community as well, just the community at large at, at right. night. Did you ever sleep? Are you a vampire? Do you not sleep? <laughs> how, do you, how do you do this? The early morning choir, then like the elementary school, the middle school with the various groups, right. then the high school with the various groups, then at nighttime doing the St. Helena. I know there's the St. Helena Chamber Singers That's at one right. point. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, in those days, when we, I started through the Napa College, I started a group called, the, the, they were called the Up Valley Community Chorus. In mm-hmm. fact, your mother sang in that group. Yeah, she loved it. <laughs> and as the years went on, that also grew. And uh, then we became known as the St. Lena Chamber Singers. And we still meet. I mean, we've been meeting for over 30, almost 35 years now. It's been that long. Yeah. And we do major concerts in the fall and in mm-hmm. the spring. Yeah. And we're still doing it. You know, there's about 60 people that come on Monday nights. Uh, for that group. But since <laughs> since they're retired, we'll get into the retirement yeah, thing maybe it, later. I don't know what, what your plan is. Yeah, yeah, no, I want to talk about what you're up to these days, but let's, let's, let's dwell in the past some more. Okay. This is fun. All right. So that, I mean, I pretty much brought you up to date on, on all of that. I've been from 73 till like, I officially retired in 2007. So between those years, the program just grew to be a, a pretty major part of the St. Lena curriculum. To, yeah, yeah, pretty major, kind of internationally renowned. You would take our groups to festivals, right? At at many levels. I remember going to festivals in junior high school. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think the elementary school really traveled. No, much, I would but. take the middle school kids to the California Music Educators festivals, 
um, I would take my high school choirs also to the California Music Educators festivals. But then I took the jazz choir to festivals all over the state, and we'd go to Reno, Nevada. We'd go up to Utah. Um, we would go all over the West, basically, to yeah. perform in different jazz festivals. And then we started doing uh, European tours, and that was the first one we did was 1982. And since then, I think we, well, we've done 12 different trips over the years. To Europe. Yeah, to Europe. And I'm fortunate. I've, I've been on some of these trips. I think the first trip I went on as a member of your choir was in junior high school to mm-hmm. the California, no, the, uh, you just said it, it's, it's the California Educators. California Music Educators. Music Educators, thank mm-hmm. you. Down in Anaheim, which was great because... Oh, that was the music, that was the national... Oh, that was the national one. Music Educators, yeah. The group was invited to perform at the Hilton uh, Convention Center. Yes, we did. And we took all of you kids, there were... About a hundred of you. Yes, on buses. On two buses, and we traveled all the way to L.A. and performed for other music teachers. It was only a conference for music teachers. And you know, it's funny, I just came across a photograph the other day of that experience. Oh, that? Oh, cool. I have to look closer and see if I can find your little face. I'm in there somewhere. (laughs) And let me tell you something. We got to go to Disneyland. That's right. And it was my birthday. So thank you for a memory I will... Never forget. Well, I'm guessing it was probably around your 12th or 13th birthday. I think, I think it was 14. 14 years old. I think I was in okay. eighth grade. All right. And we were there singing and at Disneyland on my birthday, turning 14 with 100 of my friends. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a better birthday? No, Thank I you can't. for that. It was incredible. Well, you're welcome. Like, and then years later, not only touring around the West and Northern California with the jazz choir, but then getting to go to Europe. I got to go on one of the European tours with you, which was... Do you remember Insanely the fun. Uh, let's see. I would guess in it the was, early 90s? No, it was... I was still in high school. Okay. I still, I think, had another year to go, mm-hmm. but there were some quote-unquote kids who had already graduated right. who came back. Right. So I think the age range was 17, 18 to maybe 20 or Took 21. 20, yeah. Because there were some like kids that. that were in college at that time. Yeah. That's right. So I'm guessing it had to be about... Where do we go? you got to remind me. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Let's see. This is fun. Walk down memory lane. Let's see. We we went to... <laughs> now I'm going to blank, of course. I wish I had my photo album. Well, did well we... we I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to do in chronological order. We definitely went to Germany. I know that. Okay. I remember singing impromptu in a, in a hall in a castle, which was cool. We weren't scheduled to be there. We were just on a tour, but there was this stone hall where I think Maybe hundreds of years ago, people did sing, so we okay. decided to sing a song, and it was amazing the way it sounded. We went, um, we did a festival in Switzerland uh, at a resort. I guess it was a series, not a festival, but they would have a music series every well, week. That would probably be Montreux. Was it Montreux? It was closer to Lucerne, I think, on a lake. Okay. Okay. I remember that was during we did that song "Raise Rock House," and yes. I don't think I really ever sang solos ever. Except in that song where I just come out into my vase, I said, you know, nothing but rock and roll here, like that. <laughs> remember a guy coming up to me after with his thick German accent, yeah. seeing me, he's like, how does such a little person make such a deep voice, you know? <laughs> I got a kick out yeah, of that. Yeah, you know, after doing 12 trips, to be honest with you, they all kind of blend together. I would imagine. Even though we've been to many, 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 many yeah, different places. I would have liked, we did do the North Sea Jazz Festival. North Sea, that yeah. Was that would be fantastic. In, in Rotterdam, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I got to see bands, musicians oh, that I'd only heard on records, never amazing. thought I'd see. That's right. It was an amazing festival. Uh, took a, 
either a hydrofoil or a hovercraft across the channel and toured in England a bit? Oh, we went to England on that trip. We did. Okay. We did. Yes, we had some friends over there that helped us with that. Um, we had lived in England for a while and made some connections. And I remember writing them a letter saying, hey, I'm bringing some kids over to Europe. What do you think about them coming over and spending a few nights with you guys? <laughs> and they surprisingly said, bring them on. It seemed to work well. Yeah. I, oh, this is terrible. I don't remember exactly where we sang, but I remember being put up in private homes. We were put up in private homes. That's was right. really cool. You know, got to know some British people, which, yeah, you know, yeah. I'd never, and never see, met British people before in their home live, environment. You know, to yeah. see how they live and what they do and what they enjoy and the food that they eat and all of that. Exactly right. And I yeah. think the family I was with had a teenage son about my age. So we yeah. kind of hung out, like went to the community pool with them. It was, it was really cool. It was cool. pretty nice. It was a good summer yeah. hang. Thank you for these experiences. Oh, my pleasure. We could Absolutely. go on and on and on. We've got to take a break. I hate okay. to stop this uh, walk down uh, memory lane here, but we've got to take a quick break. Craig Bond is our guest, the iconic music choral director, man of the arts, St. Helena, Napa Valley legend, and we'll be back with him right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa. And now, streaming live on the Apple Watch at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Good old Apple, giving them a plug. They need some more business, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, really, anywhere the internet's available, folks can hear us via KVON.com or go to the iTunes store and look up Judd's Napa Valley Show for past episodes. We have Craig Bond, Mr. Music, St. Helena. Going down memory lane, I'm having so much fun here. Uh, I noticed you brought... A brought a goodie here. What what do you got there? Well, um, <clears throat> I guess you would call this a tote bag, and it came from um, Israel. My wife, uh, with a group of people, spent almost two weeks over there last February. Had a wonderful time seeing the Holy Land. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, she still talks about it. She's got a, a million pictures from the whole trip, and it sounded like it was really uh, very, very uh, spiritual. Sure, and uh, very rewarding. Anyway, this is a tote bag with uh, some, what do we call this? It looks like needlepoint. Needlepoint, yeah. For you, with the name Jerusalem right on the... Oh, that's really nice. Back, it's and a, you can do it. You put it in, in Judd's what? What do you call it? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a, we're going to call this, if you don't mind letting me give this away, this is a goodie for me, but I'm going to give it away. So we call this bit, getting your hands on Judd's goodies. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is really nice. Are you sure you want to part with this? Absolutely. This seems like it could be yeah. an heirloom. Carolyn bought more than one of those. So okay. We're, we're it is good. a, as you, as you said, a needlepoint, uh, multicolor needlepoint tote bag it says Jerusalem, and it's got a needlepoint of the, the ancient skyline. You've got, it looks like the, uh, what is that called? The uh, Armenian church, the Dome mm -hmm. of the Rock. Looks like maybe the Western Wall right here in front. And a couple of camels kneeling in the foreground. Got to have some camels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is Jerusalem in a tote bag. So if anybody would like to have this courtesy of Carolyn Bond, of the famed Bond family of St. Helena, <laughs> just be the first person to tweet. You got to be on Twitter to do this with the hashtag JNVS, Judd's Napa Valley Show. JNVS. And include at Judd's Hill. One word, at Judd's Hill. So I'll get that immediately. First person uh, can have this. I'll bring this back over to Judd's Hill Winery and have it in the tasting room for a couple of days. You can come get it. Terrific. If no one picks it up, hey, I think this is pretty nice. <laughs> okay. I'm taking it home myself and tote things around. Right. 
We were talking a little bit about your history, some great memories of just being in your choir, which mm-hmm. I was for pretty much my entire youth, which was wonderful. But what's happening now? You said you officially retired 2007, but even in retirement, you are still, you're doing what you've been doing. Yeah, you know, I really believe that music teachers just don't retire. I, I, honestly, I've never met a, a music teacher that supposedly is retired that really is. Because you just keep doing it. It's just something that you, you do forever. You just teach music. Or you're involved in music always. What I did was I started a nonprofit group up in St. Helena with the help of a number of people uh, called the St. Helena Choral Society. And what we have, it's the umbrella for four choral groups. We, I have a children's chorus that's been meeting for many years now, well, since 2007. Are actually. these kids who sing with you? Well, n- not really, because these are... Or um, not sing with you, but do they sing in the school choirs? They, many of them do sing in the school choirs. And then in addition, on after school, twice a week, they come and sing for me. And I meet at Grace Episcopal Church. That's mm-hmm. kind of my home base. Right. So these kids, um, ages 9 through 12, they come twice a week. And we've got about 35 kids that are in the group. And then uh, in addition to that, we have a teenage choir. And again, a lot of these kids sing in their school choir also. They just want more. Pardon me? They, they want just more. Want and they want to do more. They want Mr. Bond. They want to do more singing. That's right. And they, so that's ages 13 to 19, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And we meet one night a week, and that's a really a fun group too. And there's about, again, about 35 kids in that. Then I also have a, a vocal jazz group like the one you were in in high school, except this is only eight singers. It's just two on a part. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all probably, well, they're your age, you know, 35. Yeah, yeah, that's my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, you know, they're all probably. I, I started in your choir 35 years ago. So Yeah, so you were yeah, zero when zero. you started. Just born right into the risers in front of your <laughs> piano. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I mean, the probably the youngest member of this little vocal jazz group, which is called Jazz at Seven, that's our name, is, is uh, 22. And the oldest is 40. Okay, and then we have a rhythm section, piano, drum, bass, and we have a horn section. So we do a lot of that kind of music. You have a horn section? Yeah, we yeah. have two, a, a trumpet, uh, two saxophones, and a trombone. I haven't seen you guys for a little while. I don't remember there no, being we're a gonna be, uh, horn section last time I saw you. We're going to be performing in October at, um, we think we'll be, be performing at the Lincoln, uh, the Lincoln, Lincoln Theater Auditorium, in, uh, Lincoln in Theater in Yonville. Great. Uh, with Marty Breckenridge. Oh, wow. You know, a local, our local opera singer. Sure. Then we're doing a concert at the White Barn on the 23rd of October, and then we're doing one at Silo's uh, Jazz Club on the 25th. So we have three gigs lined up for October. October. October yeah. is your month. For that group, yeah. I'm going to imagine these gigs will be posted at com. You got it. And yeah. St. Helena is... The saint part is not spelled out. It's just S-T. S-T. Helena. Coral Society. Com. yeah. Wow, wow. So you are still keeping busy with that. And this work, it's a nonprofit, you say. So people non-profit. can support this. It's totally, yeah. We just rely on donations, on dues. You know, the members of the various vocal groups pay a certain fee to be in these groups. Mm-hmm. And that keeps us sustained for a year at a time. What and an we, asset. Just, we just take it a year at a time. You know? <laughs> well, what an asset to the community. I'm sure there's no shortage of support uh, no, for it's, this. No, it's really pretty overwhelming. St. Helena has an incredible record of supporting the arts, supporting you and what you're doing. I had Nancy and David, her son David, 
garden from the mm-hmm. white barn that you just okay. mentioned in here a few months ago. Oh, you did? Okay. It's just, it's heartening to hear them talk about what they've done for the arts community in the Upper Valley, the support that they've received you know, over the yeah. years that people are just into it. Couldn't agree with you more. Nancy uh, was one of the first people I met when we moved here. And, uh, you know, we connected right away because we're both doing the same thing. And uh, I sang for her. We did a lot of programs at her home, actually, in those days. And then we moved to the White Barn and started doing performances there. But she's she's an amazing woman. And also, um, my understanding is that she's about ready to to stop doing this. She talked about that on the yeah. radio. Having talked to her kids, I've heard that she's made this threat before to retire. But she seemed like she's pretty serious this I time. I think she's and ready this time. It seems like they've got yeah. a good group of folks. I mean, her family, and they've got a board mm-hmm. of directors, I think, over there. They that do, can yeah. keep the mission going. And I can't imagine that she wouldn't still be involved, even if she officially retires. No, it's kind of like, like me. Yeah. You know, like, like I say, music teachers, they don't, they just don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's going anywhere. No, yeah. I hope the White Barn, you know, thrives for years and years, of course. All right, so the St. Helena Choral Society... I want to get this right. So there's the children's chorus, the teen choir, jazz at seven. And do you still do an adult? Did and you mention Shane that? And the chamber singers. And the right. chamber singers. We're going to get well. started um, probably the first Monday in October. We're going to get started again. And we'll do a, a Christmas concert, of course, like we've been doing forever. And the children and the teens are going to start probably a week or two after school gets started. So it'll be late August. Jazz at seven, we're meeting right now. You know, we still get together on Tuesday nights and... Just have a great time. How do folks get involved if they want to? Is there an audition well, if process? They, uh, yeah, if the children, if any children want to be a part of that, they can uh, call me directly, and we'll set up an audition time. Every kid is auditioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teen choir, same thing. If they're interested, they live in the area and they want to be part of a vocal group. You know, call me up, and I'll get them on. You know, on an audition time. Chamber singer, same thing. Everyone just call me up. Call you. Say, yeah. The number's at St. Helena Choral Society.com. I'm it's sure. everything. Every piece of information you need to know is on that website, <laughs> St. Helena Choral Society.com. You know, your work with the community, this is, I was about to say amazing. And it is amazing, but it's not surprising. Let's put it that way. Led you to be named. You were recognized for your humanity, compassion, and service to fellow human beings as an unsung hero of compassion by none other than the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that's right. Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm getting misty. It looks like you're getting misty thinking about that. That, Tell me a little bit about this experience and how that came to be. You, You were recognized by His Holiness the Dalai Lama for your... Well, I went to an event where they were they were recognizing 50 people from all over the world, actually, um, that have been doing things to improve the world. Mm. I mean, that's the bottom line. People that are doing things with their lives to help improve the world. It's and not a bad thing to be recognized no, for. No, you know, I was extremely humbled, without a doubt. Let's you make know. that contagious. Pardon me? Let's make that contagious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to be in the presence of uh, all these people. And I mean, from I'm talking all over the world was pretty overwhelming. Uh, Carolyn and I went to San Francisco to be part of this event. And the actual ceremony took place on a Sunday afternoon. It was a luncheon. Mm -hmm. There were about probably between six and seven hundred people that attended from all over. And we were one at a time. We were introduced, told what we're doing with our lives and, and how we're influencing people. 
And we would walk across the stage and the Dalai Lama would basically put a shawl around our neck and grab our hands and, and say, I have no idea what he said, but he said something to me and then we would move on. It was a very simple ceremony. But to be in his presence and to hear him speak was pretty special, without a doubt. Oh, wow. So I was very honored, and that was uh, something I'll never forget. Kind of speechless. I, it, again, not surprising. The way it was summed up on their website, you know, people recognized for humanity, compassion, and service to fellow human beings. I mean, you definitely fit into that category. Well, it's uh, Thank you. It's, uh, you know, I was already proud to know you, but then yeah. seeing this happen, I'm like, wow, well, what a yeah. guy. Good things seem to come to you. <laughs> oh, this is this is kind of. I remember this little anecdote. You you well, Lauren mentioned he's singing the national anthem at the A's game, correct? Can, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's not the first time you've done that. You've done national anthem singing and other singing at stadiums. Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Yeah. NBA champions. You <laughs> did it. See, it's good <laughs> luck come to our Napa Valley folks who sing at sports games. That's right. And you've done this before. You've led groups. To sing at the the national anthem, have you not, Craig? At the yes for the, the uh, Giants. The You're a big Giants fan. I'm a big Giants fan. Yes. I That's remember. All right. Way to go! Way to yeah, go! Yeah, yeah. High fives. Uh, I remember a few years ago, you led a group mm-hmm. at AT and T Park. You guys sang the national anthem. I think all in orange shirts. That's right. I remember seeing the photos. I wasn't mm-hmm. there that night, but I remember seeing the photos. And right after that, Matt Cain pitched the first perfect game in Giants history. That's exactly right. That was, what, two or three years ago? I'm losing track. a little track. while ago. Yeah. But what a night. Oh, my gosh. First of all, being a Giants fan, that's yeah, got to I mean, be incredible yeah, to see that. Yeah, number one. And then number two, to be able to be at that game. To be there in person. Number three, you kicked off the whole game by Started singing. the whole event. That's right. With the, And you know the thing about the National Anthem that's really nice is that people... They really have to listen to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you I know, guess so. it's not like background music. So <laughs> no, it better you know, people not. People be. actually stop and they stop eating and they pay attention. But uh, as the evening wore on, a lot of my students that sang the anthem didn't have a clue what was going on. Oh no! I mean, I had a lot of kids that didn't really understand what a perfect game was, and to and try all to, the zeros up there on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, I tried to explain. That. I was sitting next to a couple of the kids, and they said, "What's all the fuss about?" I said, well, he's pitching a perfect game. And, and this one girl said, well, of course it's perfect. We're winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I went. I've got a nice snack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely I, evening. It's I've perfect. I've got a hot dog and a Coke. <laughs> I go, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And I went, well, there's more to it than that. And I, I attempted to explain. And it, I think eventually it sunk in what was going on. And, <clears throat> of course, 99% of the people in that whole stadium knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But what a thrill to be there for that. Did it get louder and louder? It was like oh. a crescendo. Well, I'm sure you've heard the story from many, many people. Just that, you know, it was just a lot of noise. I haven't, no. Actually, I'm... it got quieter. You know, as oh. the innings went on, it got around the seventh inning, people started hushing, saying, wait a minute, oh. don't, don't uh, jinx it. Don't say anything that you shouldn't say. Let you them know? concentrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And after every pitch, there'd be screaming, you know. That, that's where the noise was. And then, of course, the place went absolutely crazy after the final out. So what a night. Why have you not been asked for every game since? Yeah, well, <laughs> I would think Matt Cain might want to call us up. You know, seriously, baseballers yeah. are you know very superstitious lot. Oh, they absolutely are. I'm a- sure. As are fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I got to wear the same hat and the same shirt. Ever since the Cain game, I've got to wear the same thing. Has he made a nice donation to the Saint Helena not Coral yet, Society? But I've, been wor- I've been working on that. Yeah, write, write a letter. I think <laughs> I think there's a donation due. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have enough money to be able to do that too. You know. Matt, we know you're a baseball player, and 
a very superstitious. Don't say that. And I'm sure he's listening to us right now. Yeah, Yeah. Matt, if you're listening. Yeah. They love you. You love them. Look what they did for you. That's right. Send a little love their way. So, yeah, we've done the anthem, I'd say, probably about a dozen times over the years. I'm asking you, did you sing the anthem with us? No. No, I never got got to do it before uh, high school graduation with you, which was a thrill. Okay. Um, But, no, never made it onto the field. Okay. All right. Wasn't sure. Well, one of these days I'll find out when you're doing it again, and I'll I'll at least come and uh, get a ticket and watch. You put Rip an you orange, on. You put an orange T-shirt on, and you're in there. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I still remember the baseline for the arrangement. Oh, we did back then. Absolutely, I'm sure you do. Every time I'm at a game, I kind of go through it in my head. It's fun. <laughs> Another cool thing I read about you recently you you got to sing with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Oh yeah, that's been. Oh yeah, that. Just, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, yeah, not that that <laughs> just, wasn't special either. Just, just one of my other amazing life achievements in yeah. the world of. Well, there was a student that went to uh, St. Helena High, mm-hmm. who moved out to uh, Salt Lake City, and um, he called me one day and said, "Look, I have the opportunity to invite uh, a music teacher to come and be part of rehearsal with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Would you like to do that?" And I said, "Of course, I would." He said, well, look, I, not only do I want you to come out here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly you and Carolyn out there. Wow. And we're going to put you up in a hotel, and we're going to take you down and introduce you to the, the director of the choir, and you're going to sit in on a rehearsal and sing with them. And I tell you, it was just phenomenal. 300 singers all have to, of course, audition to be in the group. Mm-hmm. They're just, and they have a waiting list. You know, there's a minimum age and a maximum age to be in the group. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, we were there in January. I can't remember the year, but... It was during Martin Luther King weekend. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the music, actually all the music were spirituals. And so what a thrill oh, to sing nice. that. And they had the full orchestra there too. They had about a 30-piece orchestra along with the 300 singers. What an honor that oh. must have been for them to have you there. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they were all so impressed when we walked in, yeah. Well, I mean, you are, you are definitely a man of, of great renown and yeah. win awards wherever you go with your groups. And then to well, join the up nice with this world-famous singing group, that's incredible. From both you know, sides, must have been incredible. It was, yeah. I mean, I, met, I basically met the guy I was sitting with, the other tenor that I was sitting with. And yeah. Carolyn met the soprano to her right because we were sharing music. But, you know, halfway through the rehearsal, the conductor stopped the rehearsal and introduced both myself and my wife ah. and said a little bit about, you know, where we're from and mm-hmm. what we did, you know, that we were teachers of music and all that. So, yeah, it was very special. Oh. And then we got to tour around uh, Salt Lake City. Which is a great yeah. town. It was snowing when we were there. It was great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I tell folks I've become um, an ambassador for that town. We actually, believe it or not, sell a lot of wine up in Utah. Oh, do you really? I don't and, believe uh, that. It, it's true. It's really? true. And last year, we, we did a wine dinner at this really nice restaurant, and the mayor himself was there. And I went up to him, and I, I, I told him, I said, I am one of your greatest ambassadors. I think your town is fantastic. If I tell people the the whining and dining scene, and especially the dining, so many talented chefs have come to Salt Lake because no there's so kidding. much opportunity there to open restaurants and use the local... Um, agriculture and, yeah. and whatnot, that um, you can get a good meal all over that town these days. Well, I had never been there yeah. prior. Uh, I'd been through Salt Lake City on the way to someplace else. Somewhere else, yeah. But uh, to stay and spend some time there was really was really cool. It's a good town. What are you doing now? I mean, you, you are you working on, uh, like you're not busy. I mean, I know you have these other things, well, but you're officially retired. So what are you doing, besides music, what are you doing for fun? Well, Carolyn... Loves to travel, mm-hmm. and so do I. So we've been doing a lot of traveling. We went out uh, in May. We went out and spent uh, 
almost a month in the Chicago area, oh, place fun. we had never been. And, you know, we've been to New York and we've been, oh my gosh, we've gone to a lot of places since <laughs> uh, we both have been retired. So there is that time. It's not like I'm sitting home, you know, going through music on a daily basis. We do do a lot of traveling. We're going to go up to the Sierras next week. And, Wonderful. You know, we have lots of activities. Like, you know, we're just the two of us. Yeah. So we have the opportunity to do that. All our girls, luckily, we have three girls. Mm-hmm. And luckily, they're all very close. Uh, our oldest, Angela, who I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's a, a teacher in St. Helena. Wonderful. And, so, and she lives in St. Helena, so we get to see I'm her. She's right there for you. And uh, our middle daughter, Melissa, I was mentioning she works at the Oxbow, and yeah. she lives here in Napa. And then our third daughter is uh, Carly, mm-hmm. and she also lives here in Napa. And she has her little shop uh, that she runs at the um, Vintage 1870. Give it up. It's What's called, the name of it? Well, it's called California and Vine. Yeah. It's upstairs in the shopping building. Mm-hmm. And it's the cutest store. <laughs> I mean, they have everything you could think of. If you want to take something home from the Napa Valley, that's where you go. California and Vine. California and Vine upstairs. At the V Marketplace. Which I that's still, what it's called. Thank you. The I v still, well, I still call it Vintage 1870. And so I do I. That's yeah. historically the name of that shopping center. But Yeah. So, you know, Christmas shopping, that's where you go, right? Ready to go. And then uh, her husband, uh, Chuck Meyer, mm-hmm. just in the last two or three weeks opened his own restaurant right next to the city winery where I saw you guys performing the other night. Yeah. Um, right next door, it's called the Palisades... Saloon. Thank you. Yeah. Napa, Napa Palisades Saloon. And they have like 26 tap beers and a great menu. And it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of like a sports bar, too, because they have eight TVs going at the same time, you know. So. Yet it, it looks a lot nice when you walk in than, you're, than what I envision a sports bar. It looks really classy, you know. It's very classy, yeah. Um, tried to go in, actually, after our gig the other night. Yeah. And it was just, couldn't. It was too packed. Yeah. They're doing well. The buzz is good. They're doing so. well. People like beer. I mean, I know you make wine, Judd, but people like beer too. <laughs> well, what do they say? It takes a lot of beer to make good wine. <laughs> I've heard that many times, yeah. I've got to ask you something. I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this, and it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd appreciate it if you answered honestly, but sure. um, you know, go with it however you will. Time is running short, so I just want to make sure I get this in. But Craig Bond, mm-hmm. St. Helena's 007. Do you go nuts for donuts? <laughs> what? Oh, you you have donuts? There we go. Yeah? We've got a nice selection of uh, donuts here for you. Take a look. Oh, my God. Yes, of course I go nuts for donuts. Who okay, doesn't? well, there there's a nice. There's a few donuts here. We've got a, uh, I think there's a maple old-fashioned. There's a... Uh, Chocolate with some sprinkles pick, on it. You go it. ahead. You pick which one. I might try this maple one. Maple Old Fashioned. That is the most popular one. Is that the one one you wanted? But you know what? That's just what the one many people go for on this show. Probably 90th percentile go for that one. But I purposely picked, purposely picked, that's hard, a pastry. Yeah. (laughs) With the Giants colors on it. And he did not go for the Giants. Well, I noticed the colors. Okay. But that's why I didn't want to destroy it by eating it. Okay, very good. You're such a super fan. Well, you've got a maple old-fashioned donut in front of you right there. Mm -hmm. I am going to ask you what tune or melody comes to mind (laughs) immediately upon tasting that maple old-fashioned donut. I taste it and then give you a, a, a title of a song that comes to my mind? Yeah. Yeah. 
If you were going to pass those out to your students and say, okay, take a bite of this, and now we're going to sing blah, because this is going to help you sing blah. Okay. Okay. There you go. He's chewing. I'm eating the maple donut. Yep. <laughs> Sweet Georgia Brown. Sweet Georgia Brown. There you go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right. We have Craig Bond, the superstar of St. Helena, with us. We're going to go through this. We're running short on time. I know you uh, know how this works, so we're just going to get right into it. I need from you a year, any year. Mm. You can keep eating the donuts. fine. Okay. Thank you. It was very good. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> a year. Uh, should it be uh, like currently? Or? Any year. Any year. Well, a big year for me was 1944. Let's go with that. That's a good year. Okay. Now, how about a number? Any number? Well, I would say um, three, or I've got a better one. Yeah. 6,499. How does that sound? That's such a better number than three. Thank you. 6,499. A plural noun. A plural noun. I'd say, okay, umbrellas. Umbrellas? Mm-hmm. Haven't needed those Don't lately. ask me why. Yeah. How about an adjective? Well, the one I use a lot is effervescent. Effervescent? Yeah. I know some kids that are effervescent. Okay. I don't know how to spell it, but there it is. Effervescent. How about a noun? Another noun. Another noun. Singular this time. Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. Okay. A geographic location. Anywhere. Anywhere at all. Okay. I'm going to say uh, the frozen tundra. The frozen tundra. Wow. And finally, an adjective. Final adjective. Okay. How about a nice one? Loving. Loving. Aww. I like that one. That is sweet. <laughs> Okay, Craig Bond, uh, in doing a little research to prep for this show, I found an article about you in the St. Helena Star. Uh-huh. This goes back a few years. This is from 2012. Okay. But I took a snippet of it, and we've just rewritten it via this Mad Lives game. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> I'm ready. This is what it says about you. When he retired in June 1944, <laughs> Bond had put in 6,499 years with the St. Helena Unified <laughs> School District. Pretty, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. As a choral director and football coach, which we didn't even talk about today, but you were the football coach too. And later as a music director working with umbrellas mm-hmm. at elementary, middle, and effervescent school levels. <laughs> That's cute. Okay. There is still one piece of unfinished school-related business, he noted. This month, he and his Volkswagen Carolyn, mm-hmm. <laughs> you said that, I not did me. Name her, but okay. yeah. are taking members of the jazz choir and a final concert tour to Croatia, Slovenia, and the frozen tundra. You're so where, close. Where they'll perform in several loving festivals oh, isn't that nice yeah it turned out pretty well actually. craig bond man it has been a pleasure having you in great to talk to you and judd same for me great to see you and be with you again this has been fun this is lauren mole speaking for judd's napa valley show a gill production judd's napa valley show